All right, welcome back everybody. My name's Austin. One of the top cryptocurrency exchanges in existence, Kraken, just made history in the United States of America as they were granted a bank charter approval. This just happened. In other words, the state of Wyoming in the US has approved Kraken's application to form the world's first special purpose depository institution, SBDI, tentatively called Kraken Financial. This is a major step for United States mass adoption because no longer do we seek the approval, need the approval of banks to accept us. We are the bank now. So what are the details? Headquartered in Cheyenne, Wyoming, Kraken Financial is the first digital asset company in U.S. history to receive a bank charter recognized by federal and state law and will be the first regulated U.S. bank to provide comprehensive deposit-taking, custody, and fiduciary services for digital assets. So to put this in perspective, within this last year, we thought this was big, and it was. J.P. Morgan allowed Coinbase and Gemini to bank with them. Now Kraken saying we don't even need them. We'll do it ourselves. We just got licensed to do it ourselves. From paying bills and receiving salaries in cryptocurrency, to supporting digital assets into investment and trading portfolios, Kraken Financial will enable Kraken clients in the U.S. to bank seamlessly between digital assets along with national fiat currencies. So if you truly wish that your company would pay you in Bitcoin, receive your salary in Bitcoin, maybe your company should bank with Kraken Financial. Now we have that easier option. This new institution will be regulated in largely the same manner as other U.S. banks. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, we don't need banks in cryptocurrency. Bitcoin allows you to be your own bank. And I've got news for you. You are absolutely right. But if you want mass adoption, these are a part of the growing pains of mass adoption. This kind of thing is inevitable, in my opinion. And also, as a Bitcoin holder, you have the choice. You can be your own bank. You can get custody from some other trusted third party. Your choice. And this does sort of help reduce our reliance on those third parties. An SBDI bank charter permits Kraken to build this bridge in-house. What bridge? The bridge between the crypto economy and today's existing financial ecosystem. With the charter in place, we can operate a fully independent bank that will reduce our reliance on third-party financial institutions and even help launch a new wave of innovative products for our users. What do you think about this? What do you think about Kraken becoming the first Bitcoin bank? Well, some of these products, some of these benefits are better banking infrastructure, could launch a crypto debit card, a yield account product, an IRA product, again, bridging that gap between traditional finance and crypto. We could also offer services in stock derivatives or commodity trading. Big step. Everybody leave a comment down below in the comment section right now. Like the video and leave a comment. Let me know what you think. And yes, while this will just start locally in Wyoming in the United States, they will soon operate globally as they expand out. And one more detail I want to share with you. How is an SPDI different from a traditional commercial bank? One of those differences is that Kraken Financial, as a bank, is required by Wyoming law to maintain 100% reserves of its deposit of fiat currencies at all times. Meaning that if every client were to demand withdrawals of their fiat at the exact same moment, Kraken Financial would be able to fulfill each withdrawal immediately 
without regard to how many loans that they had outstanding. They'll have 100% of the funds with them reserves legally by law. Pretty interesting. Again, throw a comment down below. Give me your thoughts. But really, this is the type of thing that you would send to maybe a parent or somebody that's more in tune with the traditional finance. This is probably something that would really excite them. Okay, next piece of news. One more coming out of the United States. U.S. state bank regulators agree to a single set of rules for fintech and crypto firm licensing. Check this out. Bank regulators in 49 U.S. states, as well as Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico, plan to make compliance for cryptocurrency companies simpler by consolidating supervisory exams. This is a very pro-innovation stance. They're saying, hey, if you have a business in cryptocurrency, there shouldn't really be different rules for different parts of the United States. It should be one set of rules. This being spearheaded by the Conference of State Bank Supervisors, CSBC, a coordinating body for state regulators. What does this mean? Well, this will streamline compliance, making it easier for state-licensed money transmitters, like Coinbase, for example, to work across multiple states instead of going through the time and expense of getting regulated in each and every one. So this speaks for itself. Very bullish. Uh, they released this information on Tuesday, so this has already happened. Big green flag. Next piece of news for Tezos holders, Tezos has become a favorite to power the digital euro. Tezos has been chosen for the French Central Bank Digital Currencies Trials, one of the first in Europe. Check this out. Society General Forge, a tech startup launched by multi-international investment bank Society General, has selected Tezos for a Central Bank Digital Currency CBDC experiment, according to an announcement today. Now, you may remember, in July of this year, Society General Forge was chosen by the French Central Bank, Bank de France, in its call for applications to develop a CBDC for interbank settlements. So earlier this year, there was a handful of developers that were specifically chosen by the, Fran by the Central Bank of France. Trials are taking place right now, and Tezos is a frontrunner in one of those trials. Now, why did they pick Tezos? Why aren't they developing on Ethereum or EOS? Well, for all the reasons that we mentioned, what makes Tezos a little bit different than other smart contract platforms? Tezos is being trialed right now for the digital euro. I will keep you updated. Again, these are all just trials, but pretty bullish if you're a Tezos holder. Okay, next piece of news straight from Vitalik. He tweeted, I have just funded approximately 13 projects on Gitcoin using ZK Sync rollups, much cheaper than regular on-chain transactions. So this is a little flex from Vitalik saying that there are Ethereum scaling solutions that are available now. You can use things like this right now. No need for the Trons or the EOSes. Well, actually, Dan Laramere, founder of EOS, clapped back and says, that's nice and all, but try using that with a DeFi exchange like Bancor and watching the state conflicts reduce throughput to one transaction per block with clients having to consistently regenerate proofs and sign new transactions. Uh, so a little techy for me to understand, but he's saying, hey, it's actually not scalable when actually put into use in all scenarios. Vitalik clapped back 
From that, he responded, you do realize that pre-selected sequencers via MEV auction or other mechanism solve this problem, right? So I guess the point is, I don't know what the right answer is. We'll see how the free market works itself out in the end. I'll keep you updated. Next piece of DeFi news for YAM token, YAM Finance readies itself for a less disastrous relaunch. Actually expect this relaunch on September 18th. And you may remember that YAM Finance was actually a fork of Compound. So you could lend and borrow, it's a DeFi coin, and it featured a native token with an elastic supply, got more than half a billion dollars of assets from yield farmers, Within 24 hours of launching, YAM token was all anybody talked about for about a 48-hour period. And then, of course, the unaudited version 2 of YAM Finance came to a disastrous conclusion when a catastrophic bug caused excessive reserves to be minted, which rendered it impossible for governance to be executed. After that, YAM token was declared dead. Well, they're relaunching. Now the code is audited. The audit was complete by blockchain security firm PeckShield and some governance changes with the community voting to change YAM's reserve asset to YUSD, also extend the voting period to two days and adjust the thresholds for proposals and quorums. So the YAM experiment continues and thank God that they had an audit. It does cost money, but truly, if people are investing the money should be the minimum that you as a user require because the audit for YAM version 3 did find several issues relating, relating to either security or performance that could be further improved in YAM smart contract, including 17 basic coding bugs, 12 issues found during Pexial's advanced DeFi scrutiny of business logic and system operations, and six additional recommendations. Thank goodness they had the audit and expect Yam Token to be back. That's the news. My name's Austin. Like always, see you tomorrow.